Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. Now, big light, big night, I should say, last night. Uh, obviously, went to watch Tim Zhu uh, defend the belt and he won. It was a, such a great fight. It was probably one of the better fights I've seen him um, fight. It, it's all good and well for him to get a knockout in the first, second, third round. But for him to go all 12 rounds and look like he was on top, look like he was just icing him out, look like... He was just testing him out, really, uh, for pretty much all 12 rounds. And then, obviously, in the last one, he really came and uh, gave it to him. But congratulations to Tim Zhu. Awesome fight. And as I said, probably one of the better Tim Zhu fights I've watched just quietly. It was a really, really solid fight. And um, even the the fights leading up to that one as well. Um, I mean, Sam Goodman was outstanding. Uh, the two girls that fought just before Sam Goodman as well. That was probably one of the better fights I've seen um, as well. It was a great card. Uh, especially leading up to Tim Zhu. Uh, the month before that with a big American guy was hilarious too, by the way. But um, yeah, look, it was a decent card. Um, Tim Zhu was, ama- was amazing and um, yeah, it was really, really enjoyable. And then straight after that, the PNG game started. Uh, PNG absolutely smashed him. We'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, big afternoon and obviously led- then led into a big night. Had a few naughties and yeah, um, definitely paid the price this morning as, as to why. Uh, the podcast may be coming out a little bit later than it should, usually coming out at 8 o'clock, but um, that's all right. You know, we're allowed to have a little bit of fun sometimes. Uh, but let's talk about these two games, the Kangaroos and Samoa. Firstly, um, look, I mean, towards the back end of the game, Samoa were great. Um, they played much better footy towards the back end of the game. I was convinced that Stephen Crichton was injured. Uh, he just did not look well, especially after that first conversion. He just didn't look sweet. His body just didn't look in the right place. Uh, could be rested, potentially going into the next one, but it is against New Zealand if they want to have any success uh, going into uh, this World Cup and going into the back end of the World Cup as well. They probably need everyone um, for New Zealand. I think that's uh, quite dangerous, I think, for Samoa. I mean, you know, they um, they don't really have the best draw compared to some of the other teams, I'll say that. Um, obviously, they have Australia and then the Kiwis and then going into the finals. So, uh, not the best draw for Samoa, but... Um, yeah, look, I mean, it's quite unlucky for them that they have to play everyone uh, every week as well, even if, you know, Stephen Crichton did look a bit injured. I was pretty convinced he was injured. And towards the back end of the game, yes, he did um, have a bit more of an impact. His ball playing was great. I don't think he's a 5'8". I think that going into the next one, they might have to shove him back into the centers or potentially at fullback. But I wouldn't move far logo after that game either. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how this side looks going into the next one. I thought it was very strange that Matamur came in to start at nine and obviously Gordon Chen Kum Tong uh, came off the bench. They don't really have the luxury to do that in this side. I think Ronald Volkman would have been a great replacement to have in the number nine. Big body, uh, big frame there in the middle could do some work in defense. I think he would have actually been okay in that number nine role. But Manabua, and look, sorry to say it, he's a great player. He's a fantastic player, but he's not a nine. And he got done a little bit of disservice uh, getting shoved into the nine jersey as well because he just got flogged. Um, He got targeted a little bit. Um, You know, some of his contact wasn't the best either. I mean, you know, you are going up against Tino and Payne Haas, but those guys were just going straight through the middle. They were targeting Matamua for a little bit. Um, You know, pretty much all the guys um, were getting flogged through the middle. Utsukama 
Manu didn't have the best game that I've seen from him either. Uh, he didn't play too many minutes, I don't think, as well. Junior Bolo pretty much played the whole game. It was a tough performance from him as a leader in this side. So uh, credit to Junior Bolo. But that first 20 minutes was shocking. And Australia were really taking advantage of that. They scored a few tries to start the game. Uh, off the back of their forwards as well. Painhaas getting one. Uh, Tino getting one. Nilly getting two as well. It was a dead set flogging to start the game. Now towards, I'd say, the... 20-minute mark, maybe even the 30-minute mark of the first half, you sort sort of started to see a little bit more heart from this Samoa side. I think it's hurting them a little bit that they don't have someone to steer the ship in the seven. They've got uh, they've got Stephen Crichton, they've got Dejan Arcee. I thought Dejan Arcee was very quiet, uh, sorry, other than some of his kicks that he uh, had made there during the game. I thought that he was very quiet. I thought if you're comparing the kicks from Stephen Crichton and Dejan Arce, I thought that Stephen Crichton was pretty much the Iceman when it came to kicking on last tackle as well. Um, again, I'm not convinced that Stephen Crichton's a 5'8". I think he's just a footballer, to be honest, but um, you know, I don't think he's a 5'8". Yes, it's great that he can play a bunch of positions, but I think that if this side wants to go well, um, he's not really my 5'8", and I couldn't really tell you who is just quietly either. I think he has to really be at 5'8", with Farlogo at fullback, and, and absolutely killed it. I think that he solidified that spot. Um, his kicking game as well, I mean, had a chip and chase uh, for a try. Obviously, the try was disallowed, but he had some big moments in that game. His ball playing, that, that tip on as well for that try on the outside, that was sensational. You know, some really big moments. Farlogo, a, a really impressive football. I... Don't know how Melbourne are going to keep it out of this side. I really don't. Um, they're obviously going to have to put a Bronson Garlic on the bench to be, uh, you know, that number nine coming off the bench because Harry Grant can't play the full 80. They're going to need potentially either, you know, a Bronson Garlic or a Nick Meany even coming off the bench. I don't see how it's going to be uh, uh, Far Logo. Look, I'd love to see Far Logo in the 14. But I don't think... I think it'd be wasted coming off the bench and playing a hooking role. Whereas a Nick Meany can do that well. Uh, a Bronson Garlic can do that okay as well. So, I don't know. I really don't. Oh, it's going to be hard to fit him into this team. I think it's going to be great with injury and obviously origin as well. He might get a crack. You might see Pappy go back to six. Uh, he obviously did play a bit of six um, in that game against the Broncos when all of the guys were out due to origin commitments. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how, uh, it wasn't origin commitment. Sorry. It was just before finals. They obviously rested a few guys before finals, but, uh, it'll be interesting to see him get a few cracks with those injury. Obviously if Pappenhausen goes down again, I'd love to see Far Logo get a crack. I mean, Nick Mean, he's come in there and he's done it before. Uh, but Far Logo, if Ryan Pappenhausen does get injured, I'd be moving me to fullback and I'd be having him as a 14 because he is a weapon, an absolute weapon. He uh, is definitely one of the stars of the future. I don't know how Melbourne are going to keep him after 2025. Obviously, uh, they've taken up the option for 2025 now. After that, I really don't know how they're going to keep him because he is a weapon, absolute weapon. Um, Katoni Staggs for Australia, I thought was outstanding. So was the Hammer. Had some big moments in this game, obviously with his speed, but... Katoni Staggs was just rock solid going up against Isaac Targo, uh, put whoever ran to his edge in their place in his defense. And then I uh, was very, very strong, so took some really tough carries uh, and attack as well. And yes, that's credit to obviously Samoa not having the best defense on the night uh, for most of the stages of that game. But um, yeah, Katoni Staggs was great. 
I thought that Cameron Munster, again, was very quiet. And he's come off the back of a very quiet season. We've obviously talked about that. Uh, we talked about that leading into the game as well. Very quiet season. I think that it's going to be... It's going to be fuck. It's going to be interesting to see if he's there in the next one. You know, I, I would not be surprised if we do see Nico Hines get a crack in the six potentially um, against the Kiwis. And I've been saying this. We saw said this in the Sharks preview, and obviously it's come out by now, so uh, you'd be able to listen to that one. But we also we did say that I think that Nico Hines could be a great six. I think that there's a lot of pressure on him in the Sharks side for him to be the controlling halfback when he's just got so much flair and X factor. You chuck a Braden Trindle into the halfback jersey, and you just let Nico Hines play footy so um yeah look I mean it could be very interesting we could see Nico Hines maybe get a crack in the six Cameron Munster was very quiet and yes he did have some did have some moments you know when Australia was on the front foot but they had to be heavily on the front foot and you know DCE was the main half was the maestro in this one he played a really uh solid game as well whether that be with his defense his kicking game just with his attack as well very structured game from DCE as well uh it was a really solid game from the Kangaroos and I think that was the difference maker just the structure I think is what uh Samoa lacked in this one going up against the Kangaroos uh obviously we've got to talk about Payne Haas Tino that game from them was outstanding uh very interesting tactic where they've gone for a mainly New South Wales styled uh um starting front row with obviously uh, Payne Haas, Cameron Murray, Liam Martin, and Isaiah Yo. Uh, other than obviously Tino and Ben Hunt, they've gone with a very New South Wales forward pack to start. And then they've got Harry Grant, Lindsay Collins, Patrick Carrigan, Ruben Cotter, all the Queensland guys on the bench. So it's got to be a bit of a tactic. I'm even hearing that Paddy Carrigan could play in the front row um, for the Broncos next year. So I imagine he'll be getting uh, a lot of minutes in the starting front row, potentially, or just in the front row. We could see a full change up where we see Payne Haas maybe drop to the bench. We see Collins and Paddy starting and Ruben Cotter starting and we see all the New South Wales guys coming off the bench. Uh, we could see it change up a little bit going into the next one, but you know, you could honestly keep it the same because they played a very, very solid game. I was really I really enjoyed um, watching this Australian side get to work because it was very, very good. Uh, and they usually are. It's not often that we see the kangaroos blunder. Obviously, they've had a few issues with errors, but I thought against Samoa, they were very structured. Um, it was, you know, yes, they were a lot off the cuff in big moments. They uh, showed a bit of their flair, but it was a very structured through the middle type game. And I think Samoa, with their defense, as we said before, allowed it to be that way. So, so um, credit to Australia, big game, um, you know, pretty much running straight through the middle of Samoa at stages, but I thought it was a big, a few big performances from Stephen Crichton at the back end, um, from Brian Toto always on that wing, um, for taking some tough carries. Uh, Far Logo is a star. Um, you know, as I said, it's going to be hard not to pick him in that storm side. Uh, Junior Bowler playing the full, full game. Uh, it shows how committed he is to this side. Oh, look, Gordon Chen come tongue when he came on. The side got a little, little bit more momentum and Look, as we said before, uh, they lacked structure, but, you know, when this side was getting on the front foot, uh, they showed that flair, uh, but when it comes down to it, when the side needed structure, obviously it let them down. There was a lot of errors in this game, particularly in the first half, uh, but yeah, look, I mean, solid second half to pull themselves back in it a little bit, um, obviously scoring two tries uh, towards the back, not obviously the first try in the first half, but uh, the second try very, very late through uh, Luciano Lewis, sorry. 
Uh, he had a great kick uh, in the first half, too, for that Murray Taulagi try. So he was involved in the big moments, Luciano Lelua. But other than that, very quiet for me. I'd love to see him get a little bit more involved because we know what he can do with the football in his hands. Uh, Colony Lemuelu, very solid footballer as well. Really, really tough on those edges, taking some tough carries. I mean, Keenan Palacia, a bit of ball playing we saw from him as well. He threw a great spiral pass um, towards the start of the game to get the ball out to the edge. But, um, yeah, again, very quiet from the Samoan forwards. And, obviously, they got absolutely sh- uh, shaken up and stirred in that first half. And uh, they had to wait till the bench forwards in Terrell May and Spencer Lanyu came on to really get some momentum as well. And Gordon Chen Tong as well, who provided a lot of go forward and a bit of structure even through the middle as well. So, credit to Gordon Chen Tong. Uh, but Spencer Lanyu, oh, I thought he had a great game. It's just what Spencer Lanyu does, um, coming off the bench and providing an impact. Uh, he did a great job of that in this game. Uh, and Terrell May did the exact same. Helam Lukey, I would have liked to have seen a few more minutes from him. He was quite quiet. He wasn't really in the big moments. I'd love to see a little bit more from him. But I thought that May and Lanyu off the bench were great for Samoa. Decent game to start. They're going to have to get on the front foot a little bit earlier, um, Samoa. I think the reason that uh, Stephen Crichton was very quiet was because uh, Dejan Arce wanted to play a very off-the-cuff game, and Stephen Crichton was like, oh, fuck, all right, so I've got to provide the structure here, and he was very quiet. It was very structured, um, you know, and there were some, some games, uh, some times, sorry, in sets where he'd knock on or, you know, nearly knock on. He was very close to knocking on a few times. Um, but again, I, I really do think he's injured. Um, he looked really uncomfortable for that first 20, or at least the first half an hour. I don't know if he picked something up in the grand final, but um, yeah, look, he looked semi-injured, to be honest. I'd love to see him just, you know, <laughs> fully off the cuff with a lot of go forward, just killing it for this team. Uh, that uh, inside ball to Sui uh, Faulogo, obviously, before he did the chip and chase to score, was great. Uh, but I'd love to see him get a little bit more involved and leave the structure behind. I mean, if you're an unstructured team, play unstructured. Uh, but I feel like they do need someone at least steering the ship um, in that number seven derg- uh, jersey. Sorry, I don't think Dejan Arce is that guy. I think he could be a great 14. I think that Ronald Volkman comes into the side going into the next one for Samoa. Uh, we'll have to see how this side looks. Could look very the same. Could look a little bit different for Samoa. I doubt that Matamua will start at lock forward. I think that he will come off the bench in the next one or maybe even sit in the reserves. Royce Hunt might come in and get a go. Uh, but we'll have to see how this side looks and I'm very keen to see how this side looks um, going into the next game for Samoa. As for the Kangaroos, if they keep doing what they're doing, they're going to win again. Um, they're playing very dominant football. I think that, you know, um, it's going to be hard for anyone to beat the Kangaroos here, even for the Kiwis with a very undersized um, team. Not undersized in the pack. They've definitely got the forwards in Leota and Fisher-Harris, Nelson, Jared. I mean, they've got the forwards. They definitely have the forwards. Um, it's more so about some of the key guys in the spine um, that are out of this game in your Sean Johnson, in your Jerome Hughes. Um, they're missing a few guys. So, um, keen to see how the site, oh, not Jerome Hughes, sorry, um, Phoenix Crossland's out as well, Brandon Smith. Um, there's a few guys out off the top of my head um, that are going to be big for the Kiwis. But yeah, very keen to see how Australia goes against the Kiwis. I think they're going to get the job done. I think they win the World Cup or the Pacific Championship, as it's called now, um, going into the next few weeks. They are playing very dominant football. They keep doing what they're doing. They are going to win the whole damn thing. Well,